recording and let's see all right three two one go and we're live clint what's up what's going on my brother not much man how are you it's been a minute <clears throat> dude i've been in dallas for three years yeah i know and you uh i see before that yeah i think that's the last time i saw you was maybe y'all's wedding you and you oh and yeah. wedding yeah man that was crazy dude planning a wedding down here and living, then y'all living, were living in up Dallas. There. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. I, I'm telling man, we put miles on my car. <laughs> uh, how did you guys have to come back like every week? Oh, it was just about just about every other weekend we were coming back for something, you know, whether it was the, the cake tasting or you know, all kinds of stuff, man. God, here go my dog. But the good thing was we had a coordinator, so that always that helps. helped. Yeah, <laughs> I told my fiance, I said, "You get after it. Just tell me when to show up and say the I do's and." Uh, you got you got to make some decisions. You'll find that out. <laughs> She'll make you make some decisions, man. I'm trying to play it off and like just, hey, baby, just do whatever you want and be like the supportive husband. But because I'm just like, that's not my thing. I'm not, you know, I don't know. But hey, if anything, just choose a color. Okay. Or my just, man. I'm gonna... When she says, do you like this one or this one? Just say, I like that one. I love it, baby. <laughs> Marital <laughs> tips with my man, Clint. That's right. Awesome. Well, uh, well, thank you for coming to hang out. My, uh, I had another guest originally scheduled, and they had to bail real quick. And you were on my list, so I was just like, I'll just go to the next one. Clint, what are you doing today? And boom, here you are. So awesome, man. Saving yeah. the day. Doing nothing, dude. Quarantine <laughs> style. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you guys moved back down here from from Dallas when. Uh, I came down here beginning this year, February this year, right? Yeah, I was here for a month, working at my new job, and then quarantine. (laughs) And so I've been working from home since then. Hmm. That's nice. Have not had to get out of the house. Welcome to your new job. Now go home. (laughs) Don't come back. Exactly. It's it's throwing everybody for kind of a uh, kind of a for lack of a better word a shit storm. Oh, it's wild. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you're from, you're from this area, so it's like, right, right. We came back home. I mean, me and my wife, my wife's family is from Houston area. So we came back home for family. And you are originally from bridge city. I'm, I have a sentimental, (laughs) I have a sentimental piece of bridge city in me because I actually way back in the, in my heyday, uh, when I was in education, I taught two years in bridge city. Yes. And coach tennis. I remember that. The glory days, man. Yeah, you got yeah. to use the court with the uh, grass coming up through the lines. That's exactly Heck right. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, it still looks the same. It's, it's never been resurfaced. <laughs> and then Bridge City is like, it's like a super small. I don't. What's the population there? I don't even oh, know. Oh man, I think Bridge City is maybe eight thousand. Eight. Okay. If that many people. Jeez. There's I like mean, one main road, th- Texas Avenue. Texas right? Avenue or. Also known as Highway 73. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, everything else is just kind of out in the country. And Man, it's, yeah, it's it's boondocks for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not as far out, out there as Vider, but it's. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, um, but I liked it. Like, it was, su- of course, super small town feel, but everybody was really nice and like. Oh, yeah, yeah. You never meet a stranger in Brit City. You go to Market Basket and see everybody, everybody. that you know. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so you were uh, Bridge City Cardinal. You graduated from the high school. That's right. And uh, you were a hell of a power lifter. 
I was a power lifter. From what I've heard and obviously what I've seen, I've seen some of your videos lifting, and I'm like, that's how many plates on that? <laughs> like, uh, you sent me a squatting video once of you doing oh, a squat. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't remember. There was probably five or six, maybe seven plates on each side, and you, you, you walk up to the bar, and it kind of scared me a little bit. You got up <laughs> under the, the squat, you know, the... the, the the bar to squat and you kind of like did a shake and you were like pumping yourself up and then you just lifted this ungodly amount of weight that I would for sure have fallen backwards. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, back in my day, man, that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, especially in high school, high school powerlifting was fun. That's where I kind of <clears throat> got into it and started loving it. And then, you know, after a few years after I graduated, um, I decided to try again and go powerlift and, it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. What got you into, into powerlifting? Uh, I don't know, man. I've always been, you know, really strong. In high school, I was one of the strongest, you know, on the team. And so, and I was known for the squat. <laughs> really? Oh, so yeah, that was, was your... Squat was my exercise. That was your thing. Um, I think it's because I've pretty been, I've been heavy set most of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've always been strong in my lower body. Just get a good base. Yeah, just legs. throw some weight on my back and I can lift it, you know. <laughs> yeah. So what are the main, I guess like the main lifts? I know pretty much nothing about powerlifting other than you guys lift an incredible amount of weight. But what are like, like your main lifts that they judge you on oh there's squat and then there's <clears throat> so uh, the first one is squat that's mm-hmm. the main the main one that's usually where i took my lead damn <clears throat> pile up the meats and then there's bench bench press okay um i was not very strong in bench i did not have a very strong upper body yeah yeah <laughs> so bench me, is where people too. would usually catch up with me okay and during the meets and then the last one is deadlift and deadlift i was kind of middle of the road mm-hmm. on deadlift so that kind of just kept me but mainly my what kept me in first place was my squat <laughs> yeah so there's three lifts yes there's three oh, there's three okay. lifts three lifts and then they total it up and whoever has the highest total really wins. yeah it's crazy and what's interesting is i actually have the state record right now still still what year did you graduate to, uh in 2007 and you still have, but but the, I didn't I didn't have a state record when I was in high school. It's when I did my adult meet, um, probably about three or four years ago. Oh, I thought okay, okay, sorry. I thought you meant like you had a high school. No, state no, no, no. Um, I went to the state meet in high school, but I didn't I didn't place. So I scratched out on deadlift. Uh, my grip was not very strong. Yeah, and yeah. So I tried to tried to go for it all, and you know, dropped it and bombed out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but yeah, but right now I hold the um, the squat record and then the three lift total. For the state of Texas at the raw lifting 275 weight class. So that's without wraps, without suit. That's just raw. And how much is that? What's the what's the total lift? Oh man, I think it's it's around 13 1300, I think. 1300? Uh squat is I know for sure is about 625. Yeah. Um the bench press, I want to say it was about 307. Uh-huh. Um and then the um the the deadlift Man, I want to say I think it's like five sixty or something like that. That's incredible. I I can't remember. I, I yeah. can pull it up on my phone. Yeah, and know exactly. But I don't. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's awesome, um, man, and it still stands too. Even you know, three four years later, I'm yeah, hoping to get back into it. You want to do it some so, more, man? I've been trying. Yeah. I've been trying now. You know, yeah, <laughs> starting to get like back that's into a, it. That's a sport that's just you can't. You know, with like. 
I don't know, like basketball or football or tennis or something where you can kind of play all year round, all the time. Weightlifting, like, it tears you up so much that you almost have to stop and take half a year off, a year off, because just to let your body, like, heal, because you're literally just lifting extremely heavy shit over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, I mean, mainly the reason I stopped, you know, after my after my meet, you know, I kind of just relaxed a little too much. Yeah. And then, you know, met my wife. <laughs> ah. Got in a relationship and, you know, just... Other priorities. Oh, yeah, yeah man, yeah. other priorities, and I love her to death, you know. Yeah. I married her and... Put on some marriage she's, weight. She's awesome, by the way, because <laughs> I know your wife. She is the bomb, so. Yes, she is. Uh, yeah, that's, that's understandable. I mean, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. And so now now we're kind of at that phase where, you know, we're settling in. We're, we're back home where we want to be. And so. Time to start getting back into. Yeah, now, now I'm starting to get. And... Yeah, definitely, man. Nice, well, I was man. playing a lot of tennis when I was up in Dallas, too. Yeah, and I was going to say, aside from powerlifting, did you, you play tennis? That's. I think how we became friends is through tennis way back when. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never played tennis in high school. I was going to ask that. I've, okay. I've always wanted to, but I was in way too much stuff. I was in powerlifting. I was in band, you know, track yeah. and field. And I just didn't have time to time. do tennis, but it was always, you know, yeah, always uh, calling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very cool. And uh, so when you were in Bridge City, did you do anything other than weightlifting? I know you are a fellow... Um, Hang on, let me drink. Sip of coffee. Because <laughs> you mentioned this to me earlier, and I was like, whoa. But um, about a year ago, I got into Brazilian jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai training just because I was like, I was getting a little burnt out on tennis and just the typical tennis workouts. And I was like, I want to find something else that A, is going to help with my you know physical fitness, but B, it's not just like working out or you know something you know something that's fun and i can like actually use and learn and so i got into that and then you told me you train muay thai which yeah is awesome yeah man um me and one of my buddies trained with a guy in buna um his name's robert isaacs and, okay uh, he had the gladiator pit is what he called it really? and um i mean i think he's still he's still training now he's mm-hmm. still teaching uh possibly but you know it was a little shed in his front yard we trained in it was a mat room and everything there was dummies um you know he had he had one guy that fought pretty regularly yeah and it was fun to spar against him man he was a tall lanky guy oh yeah you know and everything but and it was muay thai is what he specialized in and that was okay. a lot of fun it's a blast man like ain't nothing I've like never... getting hit in the face man yeah. <laughs> You don't know until you get hit in the yeah, face. Yeah, what's that? What's that? Uh, that Mike Tyson quote: "Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth or yeah. in the face." That it kind of humbles you a little bit, you know. It does, man. Like you think you're invincible, and then even like striking someone. I mean, I know you have gloves and stuff, but I mean, you know, Muay Thai use legs, and knees, and stuff, Kicks, and elbows. even kicking somebody, man, that takes a toll on your body too. Yeah. Oh man, especially. Um, if, I don't know if you if you're a UFC fan or not or MMA fan. I love watching the fights and some of the kicks these guys give each other in in the ribs and the side and in the legs. Like I don't think people realize like how much that stuff hurts, oh, man. Dude, or kicking somebody in the head, man. Well, the yeah, that kicks. too. <laughs> like I mean, yeah, I feel for the guy getting kicked, but I mean, like I can't imagine just kicking somebody in the head with my foot, you know? Yeah. God. That's why, that's why, yeah, technique is so important. Cause, oh, yeah, I mean, you saw Anderson uh, Silver break his leg. <laughs> don't, that guy. Yeah, if you don't do it right. Um, wow. But that's that's super cool that you did that. How long did you did you train? Man, I trained there 
honestly, it might have been about six months or so. And, you know, I, I started, uh, you know, school and then working um, at, I think it was like right before I, I graduated, I was working at HEB and I just started working and, you know. Too much stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, it was a lot of stuff going on. And then it was a 45 minute drive out to Buna. I was living, you know, in Bridge City with my parents. Yeah, so it was yeah. just a little too, little too, too much. much. <laughs> That's so cool, man. Um, and so you guys sparred the whole nine. Yeah, I mean it was it was ba- we just you know we'd warm up, do the typical warm ups and stuff, and then um, learn some techniques, learn some strikes, and then um, we learned a lot of uh, ground escape. I mean, because you know Muay Thai is standing up. You know mm-hmm. you don't you don't want to go to the ground if you're a Muay Thai fighter. You, you fight standing up, but, you know, in a UFC fight or MMA fight, you know, you're going to be on the ground at some point. Yeah. And if you go against somebody who knows jiu-jitsu, like, gonna, you better at least know how to get out of it. You have a bad <laughs> day. I've, um, in some of my jiu-jitsu classes, you know, we've rolled with, I've rolled with the upper belts, you know, guys that have been doing it for you know, forever. And, uh, yeah, you can get in trouble really quick if somebody knows what they're doing with jujitsu like matter of seconds and you're locked up like a pretzel man and it's oh, uncomfortable man. <laughs> man i remember i was sparring um this guy his name is uh, jordan morgan mm-hmm. we called him jordy and um man we were sparring and he he was he was a decent fighter you know he won a couple fights at like the local oh, fights no around kidding. here yeah. yeah yeah he was he's good um <clears throat> but we were sparring and, uh, you know, I always like to mess with them because, like, once I got on, got him on the ground or once I get you on the ground, like, I'm a big guy. You, you know, if to... I get you close to a mount position, like, it's hard to throw me off. And... It's night-night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I was always talking, you know, talking shit to him <laughs> and stuff. And, like, man, you better not let me get you on the ground and everything. Yeah. Well, dude, I remember I threw a punch. And I think I think it was a jab. And he literally caught my arm jumped up and put me in an arm bar whole like standing up <laughs> i threw i was talking shit i was like yeah man you don't want none of this Whoa! and it was over dude and i was like what the hell just happened wow and i immediately like oh uh-uh, uh-uh. that's what to me is so cool Jesus. about jujitsu is like literally in a matter of seconds like you can go from winning a fight or you know if it's mma you know, winning off points or whatever. If you're in a street fight, like just a matter of seconds, like it's over. Oh, it's wild, you know? man. Well, that's the thing about like, like if somebody's in a street fight, you know, if you're just strictly fight on the street, you know, no people don't understand like how much that takes out of you mm-hmm. to sit there and fight. Like, you know, you can watch an MMA match, be like, oh man, that guy can't handle three minutes in the ring. It's exhausting. Three minutes is exhausting. If you, if you, yeah, go put on some gloves and do three minutes on a heavy bag. And, I, and I'm and i talking three minutes. Like, don't just throw a few pun- – I mean, full yeah. body, throw some kicks, everything. Dude, it's it's a freaking workout, man. It is, man. Uh, like, even even just, like, staying – you know, because you have to be on your toes if you're a good fighter. You know? Oh, movement. You yeah. have to be on your toes. You Distance. have to constantly move, bob your head, bob and weave. Yeah. Do that for three minutes. Like you can even shadow box, and I mean, Exhausted. your legs just burn. Yep, your body hurts. Yep. <laughs> have you uh, have you ever been in a street fight? No, never. Never had to be in a fight. Well, I would imagine too. If I saw a guy of your size, and, <laughs> if I saw a guy of Clint's size and stature, I would probably be like, "I'm gonna sit this one out, bub." <laughs> 
Because uh, you're a big, strong dude, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't... Uh, I'm not a so, fighter, Brett. I'm a lover. I, but I, I know how to fight. Yeah, those, those are the most dangerous ones, man. The ones that love everybody, but you mess with me, it's going to be a bad day. Yeah, man. Uh, that's no, too I've, cool. I've never had any reason to get in a fight with anybody, yeah. you know. I've been in some arguments with people, but I mean, it's just... Never escalated. Dude, it, I mean, well, it's it's the fact that, you know, like, it's not worth me getting into a fight with you over some words or, or I whatever. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's stupid. It's petty. I agree. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I just, when you told me that the other day, you saw uh, my poster and you are like, I trained Muay Thai. And I was like, what? I had no idea. So I thought that was that was super cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do it all the time. I mean, and I'm... I mean, I do it strictly for the physical fitness part of it. You know, I'm not a fighter. I don't go fight people. But I just, I love doing heavy bag workouts and stuff, man. It's just, it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So, oh, yeah. Um, you know, it'll come in handy, too, if, if something ever happens. I mean, I'm like you. I'm kind of, I get along with everybody. <clears throat> I'm not, you know, look, you know, one of those guys who slams a monster and says, let's fight. You know, like, <laughs> that's not me. But, you know, true. You never know if someone's threatening you. or Right. Well, you know, I, you know, I, I think it's. It's imperative that you know everybody learn at least some basic self defense. Agreed. I mean, Agreed. especially in the, the times nowadays where you know Things just anybody could come up to you and hurt you or... and do whatever. So yeah, that's cool. And so, um, and then you went to good old Lamar Harvard on the Natchez. Yeah, man. Cardinal I did too. So I'm allowed to say that because I went to Lamar's. But, well, I started at Lamar, but I love Lamar. So uh, criminal yeah, justice. Yes. Criminal yeah. justice, man. That's yeah. I started out as a chemical engineer. Oh man, <laughs> I've heard. I was that I was really good in chemistry, but once I got the calculus, I was like, "Fuck this shit!" I'm <laughs> I've heard that of. You know, Dude. To me, none of the engineering is is easy, but I've heard that chemical is one of the tougher ones. Yeah, chemi chemi is was was a little tough. Um, you know, and the, and the chemistry didn't bother me that much. But, and one thing I learned too from like the other, you know, Kimmy students is like, dude, Kimmy is more, it's more math than anything, you right, know, right. which is weird. Cause you would think a chemical engineer would do a lot of chemistry, but no, it's, it's more mathematics. Well, I think engineering, and I'm not an engineer, so correct me if I'm wrong, but engineering is a lot of numbers, math, uh, that type yeah. of stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I had one professor at Lamar my first semester of calculus and she just completely like just sucked the energy out of it. And I was just like, Oh my God, Watch I can't, dry. I can't get this. Uh, <laughs> man. Let me move on to something else. Criminal justice. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a few buddies that did, that did criminal justice. Um, and then, so you went on actually after that, you went on to become a, and I was a juvenile probation officer. Okay, because the other day I asked, I told you, but I, I used the wrong name of the actual profession, so it is a juvenile probation officer. Is what yes, it's called. juvenile probation officer, and that's what you're doing now. Uh, no, now I work for the feds. I work okay. in the federal court system. And okay, so you started juvenile. Yes. And how long did you do that? I did that for five years. Wow. I dealt with those children for five years. So you dealt with with juveniles who were. So when I started out, um, I I still worked for the probation department, but I. I worked at a boot camp, which was kind of like an alternative school. Okay. So the kids that would get expelled from the schools around the area, you know, would go to the boot camp for 90 days or however long uh, the school determined that they needed to be in alternative school. Okay. And so, and that, 
That was pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, you're getting, I guess, I mean, I yeah, say the get, worst of the worst because they're not bad kids, but you're just getting oh, kids no. with behavioral and you, issues. And you know, know like, I, honestly, I liked a lot of the kids that I came into contact with. I mean, you know, they had their issues. But honestly, man, most of the issues were stemming from the parents and not having any structure in their lives. I mean, you know, you you come from the street and you get on get into boot camp. I mean, that's nothing but structure. Yeah. And so, of course, you're going to have them acting out, trying to, you know, buck the system. Sure. But, I mean, you know, you got a 300-pound dude. Like, hey, man, you don't get that in tra- line. That train's Muay Thai. You don't and- get in line, bro. We're going to go downtown, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, yeah, this is a... Uh... Yeah. Okay. It was, it was it was fun, man. You know, and I, I really do have a soft spot in my heart for those for those kids, you know, yeah. that, you know, have to go in the system and everything. Because some of the kids did deserve to be there. They deserved. I mean, they need to, they need the structure. They, yeah. you know, need the punitive part of it. Some of the kids, uh, I think, like, if one or two things was different in their lives, they would be different, mm-hmm. you know. Um I know I had both sides of the coin, you know, one kid who, you know, came through us and ended up being successful. And then another kid was charged with murder like two months after, you know, we released him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's a, two, it's a two sided coin, two, double edged sword, whatever, yeah. you know, metaphor you want to use. But I mean, it, it was a rewarding experience though, for the most part. I mean, you know, you've worked with that kid for so long and, you get to learn about them, learn about their families, and you kind of understand like what kind of life that they're living, and like what kind of background they come from, uh, to the to make them to a point where where they are now. Mm-hmm. So wow, and so so those kids would essentially go to um, y'all's. It, was it called a center, a detention center? Or? <clears throat> so the boot camp wasn't necessarily boot camp. I'm sorry. Yeah, the boot camp wasn't necessarily a detention center, mm-hmm. but Everybody who went to the boot camp was on some type of probation okay. with the probation department. And then if they acted up in boot camp and they were on probation, then we bring them to the juvenile detention center. Which is? It was uh, Minnie Rogers. Okay. Okay. So they... It's right next to the Jefferson County Jail. And, and a juvenile detention center is, is it basically jail for it's, juveniles? It is jail, it's jail for juveniles. They're there 24-7. Or yeah, I mean, it depends. Uh, they're they're there, however long that you know you put them in there. I didn't know if it was like a tip, like typical jail where you know you get sentenced to two years and you're. Oh no! no okay, no, no. okay, no, 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 okay. nothing like that. This is kind of like like Jefferson County Jail is. I mean, just like a, a holding okay. cell, if you will. Yeah, you know, yeah. until a lot of times, you know, if they got indicted or anything, you know, they would hold them until court. Mm-hmm. Then once they go to court and they get sentenced, you know, if most of the time, most of the kids, probation, mm-hmm. you know, or probation with a placement at like a treatment center because a lot of them, you know, had drug problems, um, violent history and stuff, and so, um, or mental health issues. Yeah. And so we would send I think them that's to. A, that's a big one, man. It that's really a lot is. Of and I worked a mental health caseload for, uh, I think about a year mm-hmm. almost, and that was draining. I can imagine. That was draining, man, because, you know, you have the kid who. You know, wasn't on any medication, needed to be on medication. And then you had the kids that were on medication that didn't need to be on medication. They could function right. They just didn't have any structure. 
it was yeah it's, it's almost like a conflicting for you like you see these things but really what can you do aside from your job that right you know i'm i'm only held to what you know the limitations of my department yeah. you know and you know sometimes where you know you feel that this kid needs a certain type of program well the probation department might not feel the same way if they don't have the funding or whatever yeah you know if i say you know hey like you know this kid needs this and they say well he's only had one strike he needs at least two more strikes before we go to this and it's like you know well you're not really understanding what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah you ask my opinion i'm giving you my opinion on and then you know, they kind of what say thanks but no yeah yeah and um, but I think now they have they have like a mental health professional there and everything now, so I think it's a lot better. Um, I mean, I haven't been there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I kind of was. I was glad it was a lot of stress lifted off my shoulders. You know, whenever sure. I left. Um, so that was for five years. You did that five years, man. Five years started in two thousand eleven. Okay, and then after that, you and then after that, to... I uh, moved to Dallas. If I can't figure it out. My, my when did camera. It stop? When did it stop? It just it just stopped. Like oh, okay. <laughs> for some reason, my camera would record for like twenty five ish minutes and then stop. And so I've got to figure out how, why it does that and then get it off. But the audio's going, so we're good. Oh nice. Um, okay, so did that five years, and then what was after that? And then uh, I got hired on federally. Oh. Yeah, and so that's... Oh, <laughs> I'm talking to a Fed. And that's that's the reason Shh. I moved to Dallas. I plead the filth. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm oh, kidding. Chappelle show. <laughs> Three false filth. <laughs> oh, um, okay, so you got hired on at the federal level and... Yeah, and moved to Dallas for it. <laughs> moved yeah. To, I worked out of the Plano office. Plano, okay. Yeah, man. Was, and so were you doing the same thing there just federally? Or? So... No, um, the federal system, I'm in the federal court system. So my job now is a pre-sentence officer. And so to kind of explain what a pre-sentence officer is, mm -hmm. is whenever someone gets convicted after they've been, you know, either pled guilty or found guilty by a jury, the case moves to a pre-sentence officer to um, look at the person's background, their criminal history, mm -hmm. um, and... And the federal system is a little different from the state system. The federal system, there's a guideline manual, and it's it's set sentences. So you know how in the state system where somebody get arrest, two people get arrested for the same crime, have the same criminal history, the same background, but one person gets a higher sentence, like ten years, and another person gets probation. That don't happen in the federal system. Okay. It's uh, the guideline manual was created to eliminate that. And so if you do the same crime in the federal system with the same criminal history as somebody else, you're going to get the same sentence. Okay. It's done on like a spreadsheet. It takes your criminal history into account. It takes, you know, what you did. They have certain offense levels. So if you like have robbery, you have a certain offense level for that. Okay. And then they, it's cross-reference where, you know, you can add or subtract levels. So kind of like GTA, depending on how many stars you get. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's, you know. But no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it it's a level system. And, yeah. you know, depending on what you did. So, like, if you are if you rob something, let's say your base offense level is an eight. If yeah. you had a gun, it's a plus two. Right. You know, okay. or if you didn't have a gun, you know. Okay. 
Yeah, it just goes up and down. So and these then, kids would get convicted or, or what have you, and then they would come to you as their pre-sentencing officer. Well, the, the federals federally, it's adults. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I'm not dealing with kids. Now. I'm not dealing with kids anymore. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so they would some come of the kids. You. I mean, sometimes I get you know some twenty year olds, twenty two year olds, young. Yeah. Yeah, but um, no, the feds usually don't indict children. Or okay, kids. I was wondering. I was like. Oh, but okay. So Sometimes they do, but I mean, I guess if it's that serious, yeah, if offense, it's severe enough, you know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But you know, I I deal with a lot of, um, or I've I've gone to jails and spoken with a lot of like offenders. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of drug dealers, big time gang members, cartel members, maybe. Really? Oh yeah, man. Um, and it, it's just an interview to figure out their background, and you know, you kind of learn their history and. Mm-hmm. You know what kind of stuff that they've gone through in their lives to put them where they are, but one of the main things that I found, you know, working so closely with like inmates and stuff, is that, man, it doesn't matter like what they've done in their past. They're just a person like me and you. You know, they just made some mistakes down the road to get them to where they are, Mm -hmm. and I would say a lot of them have you know drug problems, and that's really the cause of a lot of, you know, their their problems. Yeah, is drugs. I think it it can it can sometimes kind of get lost in the in the scheme of things when you have someone who has committed whatever kind of offense, um, and that's kind of all they get remembered or thought of as is just that mm-hmm. offense. Which, however awful it may be, you know, it's more to that person than just that. You know, right, um, right. And and I think the judges are really Having good about. Having said that, there are some people that commit something that is can be unforgivable. And it's just like that person is a piece of shit. Like you know. Oh yes. Um, of course, there's those people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I, I see what you're saying too. Like you know, as awful as something may be, you know, you think of like lawyers who defend people who just do awful acts. You got to remember that they are people too, to whatever degree. But it's a it's a that's a weird dynamic. I. I Man, it's weird to think it's, of. Yeah, I mean, you really and have you to basically live it. I mean, that's your job. All right, well, you really have to like put your personal personal views and personal feelings aside, yeah. you know, to give this person a fair shot at yeah. sentencing. And you really, you know, you have to base your opinion, your professional opinion, on you know strictly on the case and yeah. the facts of the case, and you know the factors that this person has gone through. Right. And so, I mean, it's sometimes it's hard because sometimes, you know, you read some terrible cases, Mm -hmm. you know, there's some terrible predator cases Mm. that I've had in the past. And it's like, man, how could you do this to another person? Or like, how was, you know, you can't think that. way. Oh, no, you can't. I can't. I mean, you know, reading it, of course, you, you feel a certain way about it, but you can't you can't put that on paper. You know, you can feel about it however you want to feel about it. But at the end of the day, it's your job it's your to job. be objective to wow. it. And so, and sometimes it's hard because sometimes there are those cases that are just messed Piss up. you off. Yeah, but you Yes. Can't. Wow. <laughs> so uh-huh. it, it takes a lot. You really have to separate, you know, your personal life from, you know, your work life. Work. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and how long have you been doing that? For three years. Okay. <clears throat> the past three years, I've been doing this. I love it. Yeah. The cases are interesting. You know, the investigative part of it. You know, 
my wife, my wife hates it. How I, um, I always notice stuff. So like there'll be stuff around the house. Like I'll see a wrapper here. I'm like, oh, you had yourself a little snack. <laughs> and then she'll be like, why do you always notice that? <laughs> Quit asking questions. Sorry, it's just my work. I'm like, look, yeah, I'm like, look, I'm an investigator. That's what I do. I have to, <laughs> I have to look into it. I have to ask yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. So, yeah, so when you when you've moved now that you guys have moved back down here, you're doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. I just okay. move, you know, to the local office. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. What's like the I don't know, I guess you can't really get into specifics and stuff, but what's like the craziest day that you've ever had? Oh man. In this line of work. Like is there any been ever been a day where just it's just like in, in criminal justice in general? In general, yeah. Oh man. Over your cause, cause that's to me it's a fascinating line of work, regardless if you're a police officer, <clears throat> if you're a detective, investigator, I mean, whatever have you. I mean, you're seeing all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Honestly, like, you know, whenever I was working with juveniles, man, it was more hands on than like it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, like now working where I work now, like I don't I don't need to, to do anything with people. Like I don't, I don't need to arrest them. I don't need to detain them or anything like that. I'm like, Hey man, you go your way. You do what you need to do. I'm just, I'm just here to, to report the facts to the court. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's my job, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, cause I don't, I don't supervise clients. I don't, I don't need to, you know, go to their houses or anything like that. That's not my job. Um, as long as being in pre-sentence, that's not what I do. But in juvenile, I was a lot more hands-on, you know, because I was supervising kids. Um, and then I, I was a court officer at Juvenile for almost a year, too. Okay. And, man, we were doing a detention hearing for a kid one morning. And, of course, you know, the judge was going to, you know, detain him, you know, because he had, he had left home or done something. You know, I can't remember all the facts of his case, but apparently he didn't agree with that. Uh-oh. And so he tried to flee the courtroom. No way. <laughs> he just up, up so, and tried to leave? Dude, so um, I was standing up there, and there was a, a bailiff, and, you know, um, the judge is sitting up there, and then there's some other probation officers, some attorneys. Um, luckily, juvenile hearings weren't public, so there was no other, like, family members in the courtroom watching. Mm. or the, His family was, but there was no other, like, people in there. It's not, like, adult. So... Man, so he started, I was trying to handcuff him, and he decided he didn't want to get handcuffed. <laughs> and so he started fighting with me, and like he didn't hit me or anything. He was just trying to get away. Yeah. And so I tried to take him to the ground, and he had this like button-up, kind of like flannel shirt like you're wearing, okay. but it was slick. And so <laughs> I had his hand, and I tried to get you know my handcuffs on, and man... He just, you know, I'm in a suit, so I got a jacket and everything. I'm restricted <laughs> movement, right? Yeah. Dude, he just, yeah, I was trying to do the, you know, they call it handle with care. And so you come behind and like swoop your arms around like that. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they, it doesn't work. It's, it's supposed to be like a restraint technique, you know, for juveniles because you don't want to hurt them. Right, right. It doesn't work. <laughs> so, <laughs> man. So I'm like sitting there wrestling with him and the bailiff, you know, is pulling her taser out and she's like, Clint, let him go. And I'm like, oh shit, she's got her taser. <laughs> so I let him go and he takes off running 
Now she's she can't shoot in the courtroom because there's too many people. <laughs> what? It's an innocent bystander. <laughs> exactly. So he takes off running, and um, there's there was an older probation officer kind of walking in the courtroom, kind of sitting there like, "What's going on?" You know, like, and so like he runs out one of the doors um, to the lobby to the lobby of the juvenile detention center. He runs out the door, and so I'm like running right behind him, like I'm right on his feet. And so the probation officer standing there, I'm like, get out of the way. You know, like, <laughs> you don't see him running. Like, you couldn't stand in front of the door? What are you doing? <laughs> so he makes it to the lobby. And I don't know if they just mopped or if it was slick. But he turned the corner. So the way the lobby is set up. So, like, here's the courtroom. They go out this door. And then there's a lobby right here. And then the front door is, like, out this way. Yeah. And so you have to turn the corner. And so when he tried to turn the corner... He slipped and he hit the uh, hit the chairs <laughs> in the lobby and they're bolted to the floor. Oh! So he just boom hit oh. that right. Yeah. And so and of course he's a kid, so you know his adrenaline's pumping. He's trying to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was that actually helped me able to get catch up to him and get you know pretty close to him. And so I was able to grab him there and he got through the first set of doors uh, to the parking lot. And I was able to kind of restrain him and pin him up against the wall. And so when I had him up against the wall, you know, telling him to calm down, yeah. all of a sudden I see a little laser dot and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so, so, and then the, the sheriff is right there with her, you know, her taser out. Yeah. And she's like, I got him. <laughs> Cuff him. I was just like, holy crap. Have you, have you ever been tased? No, I have not. I, I don't plan to. I have no desire to. Uh, <laughs> I've been maced before. Really? Yeah. What is that like? Man, so uh, this was at Fletzy. It was a federal training center. I had okay. to go to um, Charleston, South Carolina for six weeks to do training uh, to become a federal law enforcement officer. Okay. Man, if you've never been pepper sprayed or maced, I would not suggest it. It doesn't look enjoyable. So it's weird. So it's weird. Everybody has a different reaction to it, right? Mm -hmm. So what they do at the at the training center is, you know, you're with a group of like, you know, 20, 30 people, right? Yeah. Your class. Sure. Whoever's in your class. And you all go out to, you know, a control. It's a controlled environment, you know, and they they may shoot one by one, right? And so you sit there and, you know, they say, okay, and you can close your eyes. It's not like you're getting maced, you know, with your eyes open, right? Yeah. And so, you know, you close your eyes and, you know, you have your thumbs down and they say, okay, when you're ready, you know, move your thumbs up and they, <laughs> they get you, right? Yeah. And so what they do is they do about a three-second burst. And, I mean, three <sighs> seconds doesn't seem a lot. That's a long time. Until you're getting maced in the it's face. It's 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. Oh. And so they put a band across your eyes, your right? Eyes. They, okay. They're right there and they, you know, do it. And it's with the same stuff that we carry. And it's like, man, it's like habanero oil. It's like, oh, it's OC. It's it's bad. So they sprayed me. And then after you get sprayed, you have to go through like these little stations where you have to like punch some bags. Like you're fighting with someone that you've just maced or you've just deployed AC, OC. You got mm -hmm. some in your face. You're still fighting, Right, and then you have to go to the next station. You throw some leg kicks, and then you have to make a nine one one call. Right, all while you've just all been while maced. you've been maced. So <laughs> they got me right, 
So I get maced, and it doesn't it doesn't kick in right away. It's not like the movies. It's for it, it is different for different people, but for me, it did not come. It did not set in right away, and so I got maced. I went and started doing the bags. I'm like, oh, it's not that bad, man. You know? <laughs> I was like, I could do this. I'm like, okay, throw some knee kicks. I'm like, all right, yeah, shit. Yeah. Here we go, man. This is not bad at all. And then they're like, all right, make your 911 call. I'm like, okay. I can't see the fucking numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and then it starts burning, right? And then it starts kicking in for me. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, come on, 911, what's your emergency? And I'm like, uh, officer got... OC need uh, need medical attention or whatever. And they're like, what's the address? And we had to memorize the address. And oh, I'm like, geez. 2001, baby. <laughs> like, just like, just got me, right? And just yeah. like, I mean, because it just, it's not just your eyes. It's your, it's your whole, whole freaking face. Breathe. It's hard to talk. Breathe. Like, oh, yeah, man. It's, it's crazy. It and then miserable. so right after that, you know, you go and... And that's not even the worst part, man. The worst part is getting it out. So, like, you go, you wash your face, you wash your out. You have to literally put water in your eye, right? Yeah, water in your eyes. And then you have to air it out. You have to air dry it for, like, 20 minutes or so. So your eyes are just, like, dude. totally, I, totally I have dry. a picture. I have a picture if you want to see it. Of your face? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Let's see this. So, and, like... And have it before and after, so you'll really oh, appreciate that. I, I can't imagine, man. Like man. tased, maced. Uh that sounds miserable. You know, it it was for a little bit. <laughs> Not enjoyable. I mean, geez, dude. I mean, you know, if you've never been maced before, I mean honestly, like if you're in law enforcement or any anything like that, or if you plan to carry pepper spray, you know, I would recommend at least getting getting maced, maced once. I mean, just to, just so you know what the feeling is. I mean, because, yeah. I mean, even if you're spraying somebody else, you can always get a blowback, True. and it could get you. I mean, you know, you just never know. Yeah, it's dude. Brutal. It's, yeah, it was. It was. You ever crazy. seen? You ever watch those tase videos on YouTube and stuff? People getting oh, tased. Oh yes. Oh my gosh, that's some of the funniest stuff. That and the, it the really uh, is. that in exercise bands when people like. Injured themselves. Oh, I've done egg, that before with rubber band. Those rubber exercise bands. Dude, let oh. me tell you. Let me tell you about that, man. I was working out at Anytime Fitness in Bridge City, and <clears throat> I was the only one in there, and so I was feeling cocky, right? Because <laughs> you know, whenever you're the only person in the gym, you're like, "Oh yeah, man, I'm the only one in here. This is awesome. I got this, <laughs> dude." I put that thing behind uh, like an incline or something, and you know, I was just warming up, you know, stretching out my back, and I was like, "All right, man, yeah." This good. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Well, somehow that freaking thing like kind of rolled up, rolled up over the, the top <laughs> of the thing, and like, <laughs> bro, my eyes were wide open. But I'm telling you right now, I was blind for well, like a minute. That or getting maced. What's worse? Oh, dude, probably the the fucking to <laughs> the face, man. man. That shit gave me uh. a concussion too, dude. <laughs> man. I'll have to pull that picture up uh, for you later. I can't find it. That's great. But man, that thing. And I'm like, I'm serious for like a full minute. I was like, am I ever going to regain my eyesight? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, dude. I think I'm done, man. I'm yeah. done. Like, you know, my, it's over, dude. That yeah. was, that was. Fortunately, just... I've never injured myself with an exercise band, but I've seen and heard. You're the second friend I have that I know of that has <laughs> hurt themselves. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. Oh, uh, man. That that was just awful. But yeah, man, Tom and Fletzy was fun, man. Yeah? That was fun. A bar on base. You think you'll ever change careers or you, you love what no, you do? You love it? I won't. Uh, I do want to become a firearms instructor. That's one of my next uh, things. And I'll have cool. to go back to Fletzy for like another four weeks okay. or so to get that done. But nice. yeah, that's that's next on my list. You know, once I get situated, become a firearms instructor. I was top gun at Fletzy. So that was awesome. Oh, man. So. That was fun. Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, and you can shoot. He's <laughs> a bad dude. Oh, well, Clint, cheers to your empty water bottle. It was yeah, a pleasure. Man. Thanks for coming to hang out. Heck yeah, bro. It was My fun. My man, Clint. We'll see you guys later. All right.